This is the Rocky Mountain Review Podcast. I am your co-host, Gabe Peterson. And I'm your other co-host, Julia Batalise. This is the Rocky Mountain Review, the live news show that airs 4 to 5, Tuesday and Thursday, on KCSU that has turned into a podcast. And this is what you missed this week. I'm Julia Batalise. And I'm Gabe Peterson. And you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review. And we are here with the Rocky Mountain Review. I am your incoming news director for next year, Emily Mashak, and I am joined with my other incoming news director, JD, over here. Howdy, howdy. And then our past news directors here for their last show ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at these old fools. I know. Okay, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited about coming in. But yes, Julia Vitalise and Gabe Peterson. Hello. Yeah, current news directors. Yes. Uh, There we go. Okay. A little little discrepancy. Current until the end of the show. Yeah, there we go. It's not true. Um, no, not until Friday. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> and then we're still teaching you things. Um, yeah, do you want to give them a little bit of a breakdown of what we have coming up on the show? Yeah, all right. So we're going to start it off with our local news before going into sports. Take a little break, head on over to National, and then we have a science segment from the School of Global Environmental Sustainability. And then we'll have one more break, and then stick around for music and a roundtable discussion. And, of course, everyone's favorite, weather. <laughs> So happy that both you and JD know that right before you say weather, you have to be like, and everyone's favorite segment. I mean, it is. That's because it is. You can't I love the weather. state the best part of the show. Oh, yeah. It's why we're the here. Weather. Oh, my God. All right. Well, um, Gabe's actually going to yeah, start us Gabe off with is local, kicking so. it off. Yeah, sweet. Two Colorado nurses who stole opioids from hospitals in Denver and Greeley were sentenced to prison in federal court. Judge R. Brooke Jackson of the U.S. District Court of, for the District of Colorado sentenced Lisa Marie Jones, 43, of Castle Rock, a former employee of Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Denver, to 14 months imprisonment to be followed by three years of supervised release. Marlene Gilmore, 28, of Wellington, a former employee of Greeley's North Medical, uh, yeah, Colorado Medical Center, was sentenced to four, mo- four months imprisonment to be followed by one year of supervised release. A statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Denver said, The investigation took place over incidents in 2016 by the Food and Drug Administration, the Department of Veteran Affairs, and the Office of the Inspector uh, General. According to the court documents, Jones worked at the VA Center in Denver and a freestanding UCR health clinic in 2016. She stole hydromorphine, morphine, and fentanyl from the facilities for personal use. (laughs) According to the Denver Post, Christopher Osher reports that a pharmacist in 2017 noticed that fentanyl was tampered with, and in 2016, a sample of her hair was tested positive for fentanyl and morphine use. Gilmore was a nurse at North Colorado Medical Center in 2016 when she stole fentanyl, morphine, and hydromorphone from the locked automated medication management system. The Colorado one reports that Jones pleaded guilty to theft and tampering with a consumer project or product, while Gilmore pleaded guilty to one count of theft of a controlled substance by deception. Evidence showed that both Jones and Gilmore used drugs while on the job. Insane. Wow, that is insane. Well, thank you for that, Gabe. I've got the next one. A bill that would change the way sexual assault reports are handled on Colorado campuses failed in the Senate on Tuesday. The bill, which was sponsored by Senator Beth Martinez-Humanick, a Republican from Thornton, had previously passed the House and another committee. Martinez said that the defeat was both disappointing but also frustrating, according to Ben Berklin of KUNC. 
She said she hoped the bill would be able to comfort parents who were concerned for their child's safety at college. The bill would have made the process of reporting sexual assault cases more transparent and easier to follow up on. Those who opposed the bill, known as House Bill 1391, were concerned the bill would make it easier to make accusations without real evidence. They also wanted attorneys to play a more active role in the process. Amendments were in the works to address these concerns, but they were unable to be perfected before the bill went to the Senate. Martinez also felt that the amendments changed the intention of the bill. All right, and Thanks. then ACSU. Yeah, ACSU, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I think actually out of... Oh, wait, no, Emily, you were there last night as well. Yes. Um, yeah, so last night, if you haven't heard, we basically Rocky Mountain Student Media kind of rallied and went to ASCSU last night. They were talking about um, not giving us any funding, <laughs> which was pretty crazy. Um, and so basically, I just wanted to give a, a little bit of a rundown because it was such a big deal, I feel like. And if you know anything about ASCSU, they're... I feel like every time that they have one of those like meetings, it goes forever. It goes into like two in the morning. And so like everything kind of started with people coming up and talking and giving their opinion for two minutes. Um, so each person that came up had like two minutes to speak and uh, talk about like media and what it's done here, uh, here at CSU. And there were like, most of them were pretty positive. Most of them were talking about how great, you know, Rocky Mountain Studio Media is or their experiences with Collegian and how they've been really positive. Um, there were actually a couple students too even that came that weren't affiliated with rocky mountain studio media that were um just really tr there to like back it i think someone was like I, I read the collegian every day and like i think it's awesome um and this was kind of a way for us to talk about the different parts of rocky mountain studio media because a lot of the times i think uh especially at ascsu they uh get the idea that it's just collegian <laughs> and there's like six different um you know six different departments in here with obviously KCSU and then CTV and SVP and OnSpec um, and it's in College Avenue. It's just, it goes forever. Um, and yeah, basically they were not going to give us like the $40,000 that we needed um, that we had proposed <laughs> and we were already down on funding from last year. But, um, and it was, it was hard. I mean, I was in there and they just kind of like, if you've ever done debate in high school, that's like kind of what it reminded me of because they just kind of sat there and were like, like kind of just being like very passive aggressive they and were hardballing questions i know and it was like all on the like budget and stuff which is stuff that i um you know haven't really paid as much attention to yet uh, i'm going to be getting a little more into that soon but it's something that like i i don't know as much about and so every time they'd ask a question i'd be like oh. um <laughs> but if it was like about you know how kcsu is and how we run and uh, you know what what we provide for the student body i was like i can talk to talk about that so Yay. like at one point like i the hardest part was that we were all talking and we only had 30 minutes and then by the time we actually got to talk about the, the departments we had a minute left i know there's so many it's like well it's get... it's because like we were talking about the budget and we were talking about like everything else and we didn't even get a chance to get into the fact that like we have departments i know so we had to, did like, we get the funding though we, we did, did. yeah it was awesome um it it just sucked because basically we fought we had five minutes to try and go through all of the departments and have everyone talk and i had like 40 seconds and i was like okay hi i'm julia Bettelise. and i was just like <laughs> screaming and being like okay please everyone likes music yeah. uh it was a little bit more coherent than that but um, <laughs> um but good. no it, it was passionate. yeah and then the 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 vote ended up coming to 18 to 3 to 
eighteen to three to eight. So I'm assuming the three was the abstained, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was I was glad because when I I ended up leaving because it was like nine o'clock and I had been there for like two and a half hours, and for most of it I was just standing up there and waiting to not be standing up there anymore. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got the funding. <laughs> so glad that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, anyway, that's going to wrap up local news. We're going to go into sports right after the break. That sound good? Sure. Yeah, we'll make you wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned. You are listening to the Rocky Mountain Review only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Emily Mashek, your incoming news director here for KCSU, and I am here with Bjorn for sports. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. All right. Well, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, want me to just jump into <laughs> there it? There we go. Yeah. yeah. The Colorado State men's golf team and two members of the women's golf team has been selected to participate in the regional round of the 2018 NCAA Golf Championship and will compete to move on to the championship round over the next two weeks. Play will start first for Katrina Prendergast and Ellen Sikor as they head to Austin next week, May 7th through 9th. The men will have a little bit of a layover heading to Crimsey, Florida for the regional round for May 14th through 16th. After a season that featured plenty of loss, the Colorado State men's lacrosse team brought home multiple victories in the award season with six players being named for all-conference honors. The second team all-conference list was littered by, with Rams defensemen as Trey Sayers and Daniel Simpson were both recognized, along with midfielder Derek Delaney. The honorable mentions list included Rams A.J. Stewart, along with Stewart, Kenny Madison, and goalie Frank Coulon. The Rams finished the season 4-9, four four failing to enter the postseason a year after doing so. Multiple Rams received recognition despite the lack of team success. And that was your sports for today. Awesome. Your last you, sports update. I know. Oh, I know. So sad. You'll be back, though. Yeah. If you're not back, we'll find him. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no worries. All righty. We'll, we'll be heading into national news now. I'm going to take that over. So yesterday, the Iowa Republican legislator um, passed one of the most restrictive abortion bills in the nation, prohibiting abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. At six weeks, a pregnant woman might be feeling the earliest signs of pregnancy or even have yet to know that she is even pregnant. The bill has received partisan support from the Republicans and received not even one vote from the Democrats. The bill would require women seeking an abortion to get an uh, abdominal ultrasound. If a doctor detects a heartbeat, the request for abortion would be denied, according to the Washington Post. It has been nicknamed the Heartbeat Bill. The bill now awaits the signature of Republican Governor Kim Reynolds, who is anti-abortion and and pro-life, according to uh, Wichita Eagle. Um, it received no Democratic support, but did well amongst the Republicans, of who only six voted against the bi- against the bill. Earlier this year, the state of Mississippi passed a law which bans abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, while the law is currently on hold due to a court challenge. Although this is one of the nation's most restrictive abortion bills, there are some exceptions, such as if the mother's health is in danger and rape or incest. All right. I know. That one... (sighs) We're not going to get too much into it, but yeah, it's, it's... I think the hardest part about that bill is the fact that it's like... It's only six weeks in, and so some people don't even know that they're pregnant at that point. So it's like if you go past six weeks, like, that's what, a month and a half in, about? Yeah. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. I know. That's always... I don't know. Those are hard ones to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a hot topic issue for sure. Yeah, it is. But I guess it's good that it's being talked about in any way. Mm-hmm. Sure. All righty. J.D. Yeah. Special counsel Robert Mueller has stated a willingness to subpoena President Donald Trump to secure a testimony from the president for his ongoing investigation into Russia's potential election meddling, reports Stephen Collinson of CNN, CIA director Leon Panetta stated when asked about the potential subpoena, I think they have reached a point where, very frankly, they are not going to be able to conclude this investigation without the testimony of the President of the United States. President Donald Trump responded to the investigation with a tweet on Wednesday, there was no collusion and there is no obstruction of justice. What there is is negotiations going on with North Korea over nuclear war, negotiations going on with China over trade deficits, negotiations on NAFTA, and much, much more, followed by a witch hunt with an exclamation point, as well as an additional tweet stating it would be, it would seem very hard to obstruct justice for a crime that never happened. If a subpoena were issued, it is very likely that the president and his legal team would fight it in court and avoid answering any investigation questions by invoking the president's Fifth Amendment right. Thank you, J.D. Cool. Well, that's going to bring it into national news. Uh, I believe we're going to go into the uh, science segment done by our own School of Global Environmental Sustainability. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome to the Weekly Sustainable Digest. Brought to you by the School of Global Environmental Sustainability. This week on the Sustainable Digest, will the Cerrado ecosystem, one of the 20 most important biodiversity hotspots in the world, disappear next to its better known neighbor, the Amazon rainforest? When people think of large savannas, they probably imagine packs of lions, large elephants, and wildebeests roaming among the grasses and trees of Africa's Serengeti. In fact, the world's largest and most species-rich savanna is the Cerrado of Brazil. While the wildlife of the Cerrado may be more elusive and less iconic than Africa's, it is an equally fascinating ecosystem. Creatures such as the giant anteater, the maned wolf, and the anaconda can be found there. Similar to its African counterpart, the Cerrado is bi-seasonal, with an annual drought followed by life-giving rains. Anacondas, for example, take advantage of these annual rains, lying still in flooded areas waiting for their next meal to walk by. Despite being the most biodiverse savanna in the world, only about 15% of the Cerrado is under some form of protection. Of that fraction, less than half is considered to be true Cerrado. The rest has been extensively modified. Because of this lack of protection, deforestation in the Cerrado has advanced at alarming rates in recent years, according to a recent study. The Cerrado's neighbor, the Amazon rainforest, has received a lot more international attention. This is in part because the Amazon is considered the world's lungs, the largest patch of pristine rainforest and highest oxygen reserves in the world. Around 30% of the Amazon is protected, twice the percentage of protected Cerrado. While deforestation in the Amazon has decreased recently, it is increasing the Cerrado 
and this has impacts beyond the savanna. The decrease in Cerrado forest cover actually decreases air humidity, and it turns out that a lot of the Amazon rain comes from moisture blowing in from the Cerrado. Trees exhale oxygen and water, so the more trees there are, the more oxygen and moisture in the air. Loss of forests not only threatens the most biodiverse savanna in the world, but these threats extend to the world's most biodiverse forest, the Amazon. As if rampant deforestation and reduced rainfall wasn't enough, heavy water use for thirsty crops like soy is drying up streams and leaving hundreds of locals without access to water. According to a featured series from the environmental news site Mongabay, this water shortage has not only devastated local stream ecosystems, but it has also led to water conflicts in the region. This is all happening in the place known as the birthplace of water, home to eight of the 12 major rivers in Brazil, the fifth largest country in the world. The leading cause of deforestation in the Cerrado is increased demands in beef and soy production. But there may be some good news. This past January, many large companies in the region committed to halting deforestation. Researchers found that by recycling and rehabilitating land that had already been cleared, and using more efficient ranching practices, they could continue to meet demands for soy and beef without any more deforestation. That commitment, called the Cerrado Manifesto, was developed by the World Wildlife Fund, Greenpeace, and many Brazilian researchers and environmental organizations. This may be an important step forward in preventing further loss of this unique savanna ecosystem. This Friday, May 4th, SOGIS is hosting an open house from 3 to 5 in 108 Johnson Hall. Come learn about the amazing research of the Global Challenges Research teams and resident faculty fellows and celebrate their many accomplishments. Thanks for joining me, Rod Lammers, for the weekly Sustainable Digest from Colorado State University. This week's episode was written by Patricia Salerno. For more information, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or kcsufm.com. you are listening to the Rocky Mountain Review and thank you to the School of Global Global Environmental Sustainability for that episode this week and stay tuned because we have got music and a very interesting roundtable discussion that you won't want to miss coming up right after the break. An email from Leslie Taylor, the Vice President for Enrollment and Access, sent out an apology earlier this week describing an incident where two Native American men from New Mexico were visiting CSU's campus and joined a tour group. In that group was a parent that seemed to be suspicious of the two men and actually contacted police about them. After the men spoke to police and confirmed that they were there for the tour, they attempted to rejoin the tour group. However, the tour guide wasn't notified the police had been called and the tour group left them behind. Taylor detailed in the email that their return to the tour group was brief before leaving the university and returning to New Mexico. Taylor expressed the frustration felt by those two men and those at the university by stating, quote, The fact that these two men felt unwelcome on our campus while here as visitors runs counter to our principles of community and the goals and aspirations of the CSU Police Department. After that response, there was a long post on Facebook from the tour guide that was conducting the tour at the time of the incident. She described how upsetting it was that this occurred, and after entailing what she experienced, stated, quote, I hope that you will try to see my role in this, but you also owe nothing to us. You are validated. And I feel that even if CSU or myself is implicated, racial injustice is something worth fighting against. 
please keep speaking up. Please keep fighting back. For what it's worth, I am standing with you, and I am deeply sorry. Taylor said in the email that the, quote, Native American Cultural Center and the CSUPD are all meeting to review how such an incident can be avoided or more appropriately handled in the future. For the Rocky Mountain Review, I'm Julia Batalise. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review here for our roundtable discussion. I am incoming news director Emily Mashak, and we're here with my future co-news director, JD, and then Gabe Peterson and Julia Batalise. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that segment I just did earlier in the day, it's... Um, yeah, so when did that happen? That happened on Monday. So that was just a little earlier in the week. Um, basically just, you know, like I said, two men came on campus. So was it a parent of somebody in the tour group that yes. called on them? Yes. I mean, how do you how do you not notice that they're part of the like tour group? I mean, were they like just like hanging I out in the it, back? Or? I think it was like one of those things where I guess they like might have joined late or something. And so, for some reason, they were suspicious. Yeah. And, well, I've, I remember reading, I think they didn't introduce themselves in the group activity just because they didn't want to talk in front of a group. Okay, so they were shy. Yeah, they were shy. <laughs> and yeah. the mother, or whoever reported it, I guess, felt hmm. uncomfortable, which is uh, lame. Yeah. It's just kind of mind-blowing, you know, to even think that that would happen. I just, like, how do you not know somebody's, like, part of your tour group? If you've seen them for the last hour and a half, like, I don't know. Well, I, I think this was, like, relatively, like, at the beginning, they kind of showed up a little later, and as far as I understand, they were, you know, quiet, and, you know, they just kind of showed up, and, and they didn't really talk much, so this, this woman must have been like, oh, yeah, something's not right, why are these two here, and then called the police, which is un- unfortunate, it seems like I a, can't believe she went to that step. It just seems though. like a, a yeah, really... Right? You can't just, like, ask the tour guide? Yeah, be like... Rash <laughs> action to take immediately. And, and and I feel bad for the university because it's not necessarily something that, like, we yeah, initiated. It, yeah, um, agreed. And, and then now it's like, okay, well, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. How do we do it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, a, a, that's, that's going to be an interesting issue to sort of tackle because it's like you have to deal with... Uh, you know, the additional third party of people who aren't necessarily affiliated with the university yet. And, and how do you sort of take into account what their actions may be, even if it's. I mean, but how do you even tackle that as a university? What do you have to do? Have like another tour guide in the back and in the front to like just make like this is the group? Because I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how you fix somebody being like prejudiced and like like that was obviously like it's not the university's fault at all. It's totally the mom's fault who called so yeah i don't see necessarily how the university can necessarily fix something like that well yeah and i don't, I don't think i i definitely don't think it's the university's fault and like obviously the police if they get a call they have to come um so i, I think it honestly might have been more of the fault of the tour guide themselves maybe she should have uh, it wasn't introduced she, she, like everybody yeah. or something or or even just like if she saw them come in late um, and I say, I say she because she it was a she because um, she had a uh, comment later um, that I saw on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, she she basically um, I like it. She apologized a bunch. I think it's one of those things where you just need to be um, aware of the fact if people come in late um, and just try to get them kind of engaged. Yeah, OK, definitely. Um, but I mean, if they didn't want to I mean, you don't have to like make somebody talk, but at least just say, you know, here's so-and-so and here's so-and-so they showed up a little late but they are part of our tour group like yeah maybe like even if you don't know their name just ask their name and then just kind of introduce them yourself so i guess that's like one way mm-hmm. maybe they'll try and change that for the tour guides but i mean i don't know i mean if they were being shy and just like in the back of the group 
I mean, you like if somebody has suspicious behavior, like that's like a reason to call. But there was obviously no like like suspicious behavior yeah. like going on. So it's just it's hard to imagine somebody just calling the police on a tour. Like mm-hmm. you're on a campus, like you're like you're kind of safe when you're doing that tour groups. So yeah, it just seems disappointing like, for sure. It just seems like such a weird place to be like worried about that. I guess. Yeah. Because it is, it is like you're just you're touring a university. It seems like not the place you need to be suspicious of anyone. You know. Do you it's think just, those kids have any interest in coming back to CSU? I mean, we can't like speak for them, but I mean, do you think CSU would offer them any sort of like compensation? Um, I don't. From what I was looking at the same Facebook post that they mm-hmm. shared, um, I was reading some of the mother's Facebook post. Um, as of now, she wasn't too keen on the idea but i do know um like the tour guide who spoke um she extended in her apology and kind of said you know csu would love to have them back and kind of the same thing that we did not mean to do this that it was mm-hmm. the parent um so i guess we've welcomed them back i think as best we can yeah. yeah i i mean if i was if i were them i don't know if i would be too excited about coming back to the university i mean it, it's kind of hard when you i mean when you come to a campus you really don't know anything of what it will be like um, and yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the first that's, impression. Yeah. Well, that's just, yeah, it makes you feel awkward. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if your first impression is immediate discrimination and con- confrontation with the police, you're probably not going to want to go back. Well, to I just meant like, you know, like, like free room and board freshman year or what if they gave compensation? Like, would you guys come back if that happened to you guys? No, I'd, I'd, I'd still probably be pretty mad yeah, about I what happened. I'd, like, I, I have far too much pride to let it be swallowed by free room and food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, like, when you're on a college tour, like, everything kind of makes or breaks it for you. And something True. as big as that, like, I wouldn't even really think twice. I would go to my yeah, other options. Yeah. Especially since they didn't even get to finish the tour, like, mm-hmm. guide. Like, they kind of yeah, just got, just like, left, left you know? So that whole situation for them is just probably uh, no to CSU. Well, now that it's blown up, too, like this was on the New York Times and things like that. Yeah. Like, I would not want to yeah, be. I think I saw, like, CBS, like, Denver, like, here doing, yeah. like, interviews and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing, um, especially with the year we've had, especially with Starbucks, you know, with that whole situation when they oh, yeah. called the police on just, mm-hmm. like, the two black males who were sitting at the store and um, you know, I, I don't really recall ever hearing about stories like this, but I feel like it's just like a common reoccurring thing now. So yeah, yeah. maybe more it, coverage on it. Yeah. People are more aware, but yeah, I think, I think the hard thing is, is cause there's also this big push, you know, with everything that's happening with gun violence is to be extra aware and extra suspicious of things like that. And so I think that's kind of where this fear is coming from. Not that it makes it right, but I think it's kind of a hard balance because people are hearing you know be extra careful be extra on the lookout for any suspicious behavior but yeah. at the same time people are kind of taking that way overboard yeah. yeah no i agree even when i said you know it's like a tour guide you're on campus you're safe you know that there's still that little thought in the back of my mind that occurred like well are we safe on college campus like you know just with school shootings and everything that happens so but like i said you have to have suspicious behavior and if these kids were just shy then that just makes the story even worse exactly and yeah. yeah go through other outlets like go through the tour guide first or some like yeah that was, yeah. I don't know. That was a pretty big step. Do we know step. where they called the like police at? Like where they got pulled over? Were they in the library? Were they just like walking through um, campus? I don't know if it specified. Um, I mean, it was just CSUPD that that came. But yeah, they like were just you, on yeah, campus. Yeah, well, just with the outlets. Like if you're in the library, just like ask somebody who works there. Like you mm-hmm. know, like do these kids go to school here or just like something? You know, just like straight to the police is a little um, over the top and dramatic. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Maybe I don't. Do we have identification when you're? 
on a tour? Like, they, do they give you a name tag or anything like that? I, th- I think they do. I I remember putting on a name tag thing when I was going on my tour. you have a binder, tour. too, right? Because they have well, that, the map and, like, all these, like, documents that they give you. I thought that was for orientation. I guess it's been oh, a while since I've gone yeah. through it. So. Yeah, I was like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I know. So, but, yeah, yeah I, I, I think I hope that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it definitely is pretty saddening um, seeing that because I'm sure we would have. Well, we can't speak. We don't. We don't know what they would be like. Yeah. But it's I, it's still upsetting to you know feel like we're turning away people because of uh, an undesirable moment from a parent that of a student that probably won't like might not even go here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. I just feel sad that yeah they won't get to experience CSU the way we all do. Yeah. Just because this happened, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah but you never know. Maybe it's a good thing for them. Maybe they get to go to their dream school now. So, <laughs> yeah. CSU's but everybody's CSU dream school. Been their dream school. I know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think that's gonna wrap up our roundtable discussion. Um, we'll probably just go into our our music segment right now. Um, that's gonna be done by our own Seth Bowden, who is graduating like r- really damn soon. I know. In a week, uh, it's crazy. It's really sad, and he actually kind of mentions it a little bit. He's like, for for my final music segment. <laughs> oh, he's all sad. And I'm like, no, Seth, Aww. don't say that. Um, but no, he he did an awesome job. I just finished ed- like right before we started. I was finishing ed- helping him edit it. So, uh, yeah, here's your Rocky Mountain music segment. Um, your final one for this year. Yeah, he's done. He's done a great job. He's contributed a lot, and he uh, he was definitely part of the team. And who's going to tell yeah. us about fields? Yeah, I know. Aww. I know. We'll just text him while he's off at grad school. Yeah, we could text him right now. Just we- say love you. <laughs> that was I know when when I was helping him edit it, I got to that part, and he was just like, "And for my final for the final time." Yeah. And I was like, oh, "Seth." No. <laughs> yeah. Well, another great job by uh, Seth. But I think we're gonna take a quick break here at the Rock Mountain Review. Uh, when we come back. I think we just have weather and just uh, some sign-offs from me and Julia, everybody on the team. Uh, we've been here all year. So, yeah, just keep listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Hey, listeners. DJ M's here. Having fun listening to KCSU? Yeah! Looking for an even faster and easier way to listen in? Oh, yeah! Download the Radio FX app, select KCSU as your primary station, and start streaming KCSU on your phone anywhere, anytime, for free. Happy listening. Absolute Vapor Lounge in Fort Collins specializes in vape accessories, including e-liquids, batteries, and more. Located on South College Avenue near the Foothills Mall, Absolute Vapor Lounge provides Wi-Fi access, tables, and seating suitable for both your studying and lounging needs. KCSU thanks Absolute Vapor Lounge for their underwriting support. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 <laughs> KCSU. Um, yeah, so Julia texted Seth. I, we are joined in studio with Julia Battlese. Sorry, my, my news director, <laughs> co-news director. Um, yeah, t- took me off guard there, that little intro. J.D. Layton, our national correspondent, and are Emily you? Moshak. I don't even get Hello. the news. I'm just the national correspondent. <laughs> they get it. It's a the, news show. For, for the band, the national. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to give me my new title. 
Not yet. You're not a <laughs> oh. you're not a senior until you until you you know you don't move Ooh. on to the next grade until you walk in the door. Oof. So my dad always told me. Because uh. you want to be older, you know, but you're not in the next grade. Okay, anyways, we're Enjoy going on the weather. Kids. <laughs> you guys are all blank staring over here. <laughs> all right, well, uh, today, yeah, it's been raining the past couple days, as you guys know. Looks like it's going to continue to rain all night. Um, but tomorrow, mm. it is a high of 70 degrees. Wow, it looks like looking like a beautiful day. Imagine how green everything is going to be like tomorrow <laughs> and the next like next week. It's going to be crazy. Very nice. Yeah, I can't wait. So tomorrow is going to be a beautiful day. Enjoy your Friday. It's going to be 70 degrees all the way up until about 8 p.m., so it's going to be beautiful. Saturday and Sunday, the weekend, they're looking kind of partly cloudy. It might rain a little bit during the day, but they have highs of 74 on Saturday and a high of 72 on Sunday, so it's going to be a nice weekend to where you can still go outside, but you know, it just might rain for a couple hours. But just spring. give them weather until the next Rocky Mountain review. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, in June it'll no, probably be warm, like <laughs> and then uh, July. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> also, uh, side note: I did text Seth Bowden because uh, he did do his last uh, music segment. If you're just tuning in, and he finished it by saying, "For the final time, I'm Seth Bowden." So I texted him that quote with a very, very sad crying emoji, and he texted he texted back and said, "I will never again be Seth Bowden." <laughs> <laughs> so I love that's it. it. He's I love gone. It. He's changing his name. Well, um, but yeah, no, we're just gonna reminisce a little bit. I mean, it's been it's been a crazy year. We came into yeah. this program with a completely different idea for the news department, so we yep. changed the Rocky Mountain Review a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, with just everything, just, kind you of. know, came Next up with year, our. There'll be a completely new one too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Came up with new or music, uh, the Soldiers podcast. So, yeah, we have. I mean, we t- did a lot ton of different segments we got on the show it like was the, fun yeah it's been crazy with the well, we got the weed segment we had yeah. the lifestyle segment um yeah. it was just really cool and i know that they're i know jd and emily have a bunch of really awesome ideas um, for next year they're gonna just improve upon what we have built um you fired jd <laughs> you don't have <laughs> you know i was just about to thank you guys for the experience but no i'm Aww. gonna take it back oh, wow. <laughs> no, no I'll, thank I'll, you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll go along with it no uh, Funny story is I, I forced JD on the like one of the first shows because he happened to be in the office and we were really low staffed. And the minute that he walked in, he introduced himself uh, first as Joe, which we had too many Joes, so I told him he couldn't be Joe. So he's JD. So he's JD. JD. Um, and not even a D in his name anywhere. I, no, Wait, there's not? No, no there is. My middle, middle name. name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought there was like at least a reason. We were, thought we were way better friends. I don't no, know. No, it's his middle name. Um, and, then, and then I basically was like, okay, you want to come on the show tomorrow? And he was like, what and i was like cool glad you can come on we need someone else to be like our extra yeah Yeah, for anybody out there too uh jd's an economics major it's not even a journalism major so if you have any interest at all with the radio like oh yeah it's a great place to be yeah if you're a student you're interested in rocky mountain review let us know man we got it doesn't even have to be a huge like I feel like everyone thinks it's a big, scary thing to join KCSU, but... It's not. No. Well, we can work with your schedule, you know? Work with your schedule. If you want to write a story every now and then, like... Got you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a a good experience to have regardless, and I'm very thankful for it, and I was going to thank you guys for for the experience. Of course. uh, Coming in as, like, not having any journalism experience or anything like that, it was... It's really nice being able to sort of pick that up and learn as well as, uh, you know, get to partake in the show and even 
get to the point where where me and Emily are going to take it over yeah. next year. That's, that's yeah, exciting. I mean, yeah, and, you did a great job. I mean, you're the next news director, so Aww. you took strides. Aww, we you're learned well, from the best. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, well, thanks to Bjorn Larson, um, oh Katie Otter for contributing to today's show as well. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to everybody. Raven uh, Color, um, Joe Green. Joe Green, yeah. Who else? Obviously, Emily Moshak and Judy Layton. I mean, um, yeah. as well as the school. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm kidding. I was looking at JD. I, I oh, yeah. We're on radio. We oh, got yeah. to make that clear. As well, uh, as well as the School of Global Environmental Sustainability um, and literally anyone Anybody else. who did the music segment. Music segment. We've had so many amazing people. Interviews. Um, yeah. We've had tons of interviews. Awesome experience. Uh, we've had, yeah, we've had a great experience yeah, for just sure. being on the show. Um, and we love doing Rocky Mountain Review. So, um, and don't worry. I, I will at least be back doing Rocky Mountain music segments I'll next have my, year. I'll have my own show in the fall. And you might be actually be helping out with sports. So that'll yeah, be cool. Exactly. We'll still be here. We'll just let them actually take the reins. Yep. <laughs> you guys get paid now. I know. It's exciting. Um, anyway, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Rocky Mountain Review. Um, we'll see you back in the fall. Yep. So uh, yeah. stay tuned. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Bye-bye.